We, we, we are, are the mycelium, the mycelium collective. collective. We are the mycelium collective. Lay me down is an invitation to rest, to breathe, to give thanks. Guided by storytellers, troubadours, poets, and mystics, our aim is to create a space where we can lay down our troubles, our anxieties, where we can hear songs, stories, and voices that lead us home. Welcome to the Lay Me Down Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Hicks. I've had the opportunity to travel the world, particularly in my early days, straight out of high school, went to India, later went to Turkey, then was able to travel the world with the band Aradna, South America, Africa, Europe. And I remember many times that the sights the smells, the colors, the language around me unsettled my being. It's like a tiller in the soil of my soul and loosened up things that I thought I knew, things that I thought I recognized about life. Next thing I knew, I was asking, why am I here? Not just in that place, in that foreign land, but why am I here on earth? And sometimes that vulnerability and that difficult experience would bring about an isolation in me uh, and I would want to shut the doors and keep everything out and just kind of hold myself together. There were also times that that tilled up soil became a very receptive ground for beautiful things that I don't think I could have experienced had I been comfortable, had I been in my sweet spot in life but the fact that I was asking so many questions and I was so uncomfortable that sweetness came to me in a in a special way I was introduced to Eli Rosenblatt through my friend Jason Gessel who's the musician behind Relaxatone and so many other beautiful projects and also the founder of Sun Goose Records a couple of months ago we got on the phone me and Eli I really enjoyed just getting to know him, what he values, projects he's working on, his love of music, his love of language. Today, Eli's going to share some of his music with us, as well as a story of being out of place, very uncomfortable, and the richness that that can bring. made me think of this poem by Hafiz called Now is the Time. Now is the time to know that all you do is sacred. Now, why not consider a lasting truce with yourself and God? Now is the time to understand that all your ideas of right and wrong were just a child's training wheels to be laid aside when you can finally live with veracity and love. 
Hafiz is the divine envoy whom the beloved has written a holy message upon. My dear, please tell me, why do you still throw sticks at your heart and God? What is it in that sweet voice inside that incites you to fear? This is the time for you to deeply compute the impossibility that there is anything but grace. Now is the season to know that everything you do is sacred. Shalom bim rama hu ya se shalom ale e e e nu u u ale e e e e e e e nu u u oh oh se shalom bim rama hu ya se shalom ale e e e nu u u ale e my name is Eli Rosenblatt, and I am a 42-year-old musician, father, husband, uh, living here in Seattle, Washington, on the traditional lands of the Duwamish, tending a little piece of land with my wife and my son, with another child on the way in a few months. So I am a Jewish, Ashkenazi Jew, so my people live for a long time in Eastern Europe, and uh with that heritage, at least for me, comes a facility with languages. Um, and I, at this time, when I was 19 years old, I already spoke Spanish. I worked as a Spanish interpreter. And I had been studying French as well as Portuguese, too. Um, I was also um, completely fascinated and engrossed with the music of the African diaspora. So I was trying to figure out a way to go to somewhere in Africa or somewhere where I could learn either Portuguese or French as well as learn um, some uh, guitar styles that they played there. And then I remembered that my neighbor had grown up in the Ivory Coast and so Paul was uh, American but his parents were um, missionaries and so he had grown up in the Ivory Coast. And I got in touch with Paul, and as luck would have it, he was actually going back to the Ivory Coast that summer. And so I said, well, could you meet me at the airport? <laughs> Paul picked me up at the airport. I ended up staying at this police officer's house in the police compound, and I woke up the next morning and to machine gun fire because there had been a coup a military coup, um, right as I arrived in the Ivory Coast. next week or so was very difficult for me because I had no idea 
how um, challenging it was going to be for me to be in a place that was so different from where I was raised, um, standing out so much with my bright white skin, um, and just things were done totally differently there. Um, and uh, I had a really hard time. I also couldn't find anyone who played any music. This was in the city of Abidjan. So big city. Recorded music was all around, but there was no, I didn't see anyone with instruments. You know, I had this sort of naive idea that I was going to go to Africa and, and there would just be, you know, musicians there, which, which is the case, but uh, not where I was in Abidjan. I felt really disoriented and sort of lonely and sort of almost panicky. Um, I was not really having a good time. So after a week or 10 days um, of being there, I decided, I was like, I need to find music. And first I went to Boaké, which is in the middle of the country and stayed with some folks. But most of the memories are I, I had a lot of anxiety. I felt really out of place. Felt like I couldn't connect with people. I felt very distrustful. I think partially also because I had this expectation that I was going to go and have this amazing sort of blissful experience. And what was happening to me was really not um, what I had expected. So I got on the bus again and off I went to Korogo. in Korogo and it was a very different vibe up there you know it's further to the north drier um, more rural so from the bus station I found my way somehow to the Peace Corps house and the people welcomed me there and I felt I think a little more secure there just because it was people um, who also spoke English and I you know I had felt really lonely and I think don't think I really was prepared for the difference in culture. Um, and so I was talking to them and, and asking them about music in, in, in Korogo. And they said, oh yeah, we know, we know, uh, we know musicians right now. They're, they're out playing at a wedding somewhere. So you can't meet them right now, but I'm sure later today or tomorrow. looking on the bookshelf I found this one book was in Spanish and it was um, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho um, who's a Brazilian writer but it had been translated into Spanish the basic idea of the book is that, that is this young man becomes an alchemist to try to find the philosopher's stone or turn lead into gold or whatever it is and through the course of these sort of mystical journeys that he goes through he discovers that the huge treasure that he's been searching for is actually buried right under where he is and so it's this very beautiful sort of fairy tale like story of you know that that uh everything you need is right there with you and then i went out for a walk and uh the roads were not paved most of them it was dusty 
and the dirt was a sort of yellowish, yellow tan color. The houses were made of um, cinder blocks. It was very flat, there weren't any big buildings. So I walked, you know, through streets like that and then it got a little bit hilly and I remember walking up this sort of road sort of becoming more of a path and uh, big trees arching over uh, this path that also had sort of a little stream that was mostly dry. I felt, I think for the first time in Western Africa, I felt calm, I felt in my body, I felt receptive and uh, there was just so much beauty around me and was just so different than anywhere I had ever been. And suddenly I hear this you know this djembe drumming and the kink 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 like a metal you know a bell or just pieces of metal hit together to create a really sharp um tone and after a little while you know it's just sort of following the sound and then the sound stopped and i didn't hear it anymore but i just kept going and then i came up to a spot you could see that there was a celebration happening under this grove of trees people were dressed up and uh, out in the street, there was a group of young men who were crowded around a big pot, and they were all eating out of the pot. Um, I, I approached them and said, hey, are you are you friends with the, the Americans that live in? And they said, yes, that's us. And they were eating something they call riz gras, which is like fatty rice. And so it was this big pot of rice that was cooked with like uh, beef in it, different different sort of chunks of, of beef in there and spices and they're all just eating you know in the style of that place like with their hands um and they just invited me not never having known me to eat with them and uh it was just so magical you know i have these images in my mind that i can see so clearly still to this day right now of these smiling faces just so happy to see me and uh, so happy to welcome me. The leader of the group was a man named Tijan, who was a griot. You know, traditionally, a long time ago, each royal family would have a griot who would preserve the history of the family as well as through music tell all the stories of, of the people. Um, so these are incredibly skilled musicians, um, historians, and this, this man Tijan was a griot. And his main instrument was balafon, which is the predecessor to a xylophone and uh but he was also an amazing djembe player and his music was so strong in him he could also play his music on anything like if you had given him a tuba he probably would have been able to play his music on a tuba being in tijan's house which was a cinder block house no windows dark in there i remember this one instance where i went to his house and he was playing balafon and i was playing guitar and he had shown me um this little piece of music, this little, little sort of um, riff. 
we were just playing it over and over and over again. And it felt like a sort of trance that I was in playing this music with him in this house. And uh, I remember we just played and played and played and played. And then when we stopped, I looked down and there was blood all over my guitar because I had torn my thumb where I was playing and hadn't even noticed it. I was so deep, deep in the music. Um, and then we remember walking outside of his house and it was nighttime then. And just the sky, how huge it seemed. Don't you cry, little darling, sweet baby. Don't you cry, don't you cry. Little darling, sweet Kelly, don't you cry. Looking back on this little time that I had in Korogo, um, it just really makes me think of the way that life is, where everything is always changing and joy is followed by sorrow is followed by anxiety is followed by calm fulfillment feeling completely dejected all of these things sort of come one after the other and just looking back on this time in the in the ivory coast i feel like having come to where i am now where i have a seven-year-old son and another kid on the way and you know i've been married for 10 years and i have this little six thousand square foot plot of land here, a small house in Seattle that we, we grow many flowers here and we, you know, just making our life here in our little community here and thinking back to that time, all this magical, mystical, amazingly connected time that I had hemmed in on either side by this very difficult experience of being really out of my depth as far as like my ability to be in a place so different in a way that was good for me. Um, but it doesn't diminish the beauty and magic that I experienced there when I was there in Korogo. Listen to the story of Eli Rosenblatt traveling in the Ivory Coast. This is some of his music. If you want to know more about Eli, you can go to laymedownpodcast.com or check the episode notes. There'll be links out to what he's up to. I want to thank Jason Gessel, Relaxatone, for introducing me to Eli. Jason has just launched Sun Goose Records. Lots of great music coming out of there. That will be in the episode notes as well. If you have a story you want to share, or some music you want to share, send me an email at hickspeter at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. 
De la sierra morena, cielito lindo, vienen bajando Un par de ojitos negros, cielito lindo de contrabando Es el lunar que tú tienes, mamá, juntito a la boca No se lo des a nadie, no, porque a mí solo a mí me toca Ay, 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 ay. Canta y no llore Cantando y solo cantando se alegran toditos los corazones. Tú ves, ay, 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 ay. Canta y no llore, porque cantando y solo cantando se alegran toditos los Desde que yo supe que, que Morena es la virgencita de María Purísima de Guadalupe Todo el mundo lo sabe He bien conocido Que amor de morena, morena, morena Nunca, 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 nunca he fingido Ay, 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 ay Canta y no llore Porque cantando y solo cantando Se alegran toditos los corazones Ay, 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 ay Canta y no llore Cantando, canta, canta, cantando Te alegran los corazones Verás, 